I'm a multifaceted boss. I'm a creator boss. I am a live video boss. I'm a karate boss. I am a blog boss. I am a business boss. Education boss. I am a diverse academic boss babe. She's evolving. She's determined. She's a boss. And this is She's in a Pod. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode. This is your girl, Jen. Hey guys, Shade here. How are you guys? What's popping? Welcome, welcome, welcome. And this is Bianca. Welcome to another episode, as Jen said. Um, if this is your first time being here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and we hope that you'll stay with us on this journey of uh, female empowerment, female connection, just learning, yes. learning, knowledge, all of that stuff. Just laughs, jokes, enjoyment as well. And, and that's on yeah, period. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I mean, oh gosh, we re- we we release an episode every two weeks, just so you guys know. And um, we are here. This is the start of a three part series that we're gonna do. And uh, we thought it was just no time like the present to really mm. um, dissect a lot of these topics and subtopics that have been floating around social media for the past three weeks now, going on um, since the death of George Floyd. So yeah. before we get into it and we get into the nitty gritties of this episode, we are going to do Oh My Pod. Oh My Pod. And for those of you that don't know what Oh My Pod is, um, it's basically a reference to Oh My God. And it's basically a show-stopping moment, a moment, a controversial moment, a moment that has made one part of the world, one part of your city, one part of your community stop and stare and say, what the heck is going on? So I'm going to hand over to Jen to introduce what uh, this week's Oh My Pod is. Okay, so this week we are talking about, um, and it pains me to say it, but this guy um, <laughs> called, I'm just going to say guy, called um, Tommy Robinson. You might have seen his video recently talking about how wrong the, you know, the Black Lives Matter protests are and, you know, um, talking crap about people pulling down statues um, he's always been a far right wing and anti-Islam activist mm-hmm. from what I've read in the past. So he's been around for a while. Mm. But more recently, he made a video um, just talking down about the whole movement and actually saying or insinuating that he was going to boycott the protests that were going to happen mm. today, mm. Yeah. Uh, which is on a Saturday. So I don't think um, it was, I think it was more he was going to cause interruption, basically. Cause inter- yeah. Yeah, yeah, cause interruption. So he, yeah. he was going to show up and make sure that he's heard and disrupt it, basically. Yeah. And yeah. But he was coming from that. What, what I don't appreciate about his video was number one there was so much anger and rage which i just oh yeah like, did you, you see know, his face too much yeah. red. literally he looked like he was going to explode i was thinking calm down mate this would yeah. be seriously mate but the other part was that he was coming from the angle of we're protecting the statues we're protecting you know he was talking about churchill who you know if you do your real research on churchill you will yeah you we'll leave that for another day but you know yeah. he was he was defending people like churchill churchill um the the slave trader that was the, was the statue who was who was taken down in Bristol who if he actually watched the video let's be it was white people that took that statue down I put it was it in the yeah exactly um, <laughs> but, you know so uh, but he he you know just basically said to was basically saying to Black Lives Matter protesters catch me outside that's what he was basically yeah, yeah. Um, in other words he was literally did, like I'm waiting for y'all yeah make sure yeah, you like, show yeah. up <laughs> and what I, I think what I didn't appreciate was that um it really almost it's almost like he was just dangling a bait to so mm. many people because then I don't know if you saw but there were a few people who who responded I don't know if it was one of one of Krepton Conan or um there was it was one of them and then a few other people um came online and basically said like you know cool I'll see you there yeah. and that's when I started to think okay no we're now being deterred from what the the real focus point should be yeah and mm-hmm. i was really scared about saturday. i kept saying to my, my siblings like i'm really scared for saturday i'm not going but i'm scared yeah. because i just don't know how it's going to turn out and let's be real about the situation if things were to blow up yeah who would it be behind those jail cells and those prison cells and be you don't even need to spell it we'll out be us, exactly. yeah. and i feel like the violence and all of that if it was to happen and you know fights occurred it would just be more of a reason for white people to have the last laugh 
exactly they're exactly, looking for exactly. any, they're looking for any little thing you can exactly. tell they're itching yeah <laughs> yeah for us to slip up once so that they can yeah. say you see this is why people yeah. shouldn't be doing exactly. protests this is exactly. why you, black lives matter movement is pointless etc yeah and you know what they're using and you know like you already mentioned in this video they're using the pulling down of statues as a way of saying oh these people are criminals the same way um our mm-hmm. home secretary i can't believe it pretty, pretty patel, like patel. Oh, pretty gosh, patel you know made a whole ass video about oh um yeah. you know there needs to be order there needs to be this and that totally disregarding the reasons why people are pulling down these statues and i was yeah. so disappointed <laughs> That's because the situation That's... Here, any revolution there's no order to it the very i don't know if you saw but um the the I, i'm not gonna lie i'm loving him lately pierce morgan yeah Oh yeah, same. same. Absolutely <laughs> annihilated Nigel Farage. He's another another politician I cannot stand. And yeah. you know, Nigel Farage was talking about how terrible, you know, pulling down these statues are, etc. etc. And Piers Morgan said, Hold on one second, didn't you weren't you in full support of when they they were trying to pull down the statue um of uh, uh citizens were trying to pull down the statue of Saddam Hussein in Iraq without mm, without no um, position? And um, permission, rather, you were in full support. So, what's the difference now? You're talking about democracy, but you were you were cheering them on when that was happening. But you're not cheering on the people. Mm-hmm. Who are it's, yeah. it's because it's, it's in this country. Yeah, when it's exactly. in this country, it hits them hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They're not used to being so exposed like that. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So I know. Um, I don't know if you saw today, Tommy Robinson. By the way, just so you guys that don't know, um, he's all yeah. Like Jem said, he is the uh, is a far right um, anti-Islam activist. But he yeah. also, was also, also the former leader of EDL, which is the English Defence League, um, which if you guys don't know what EDL is, I, that's another story. So please just write an EDL on Google. You'll find <laughs> out what it is. Do your um, Googles, like Mel would do say. Do your Googles, yeah. As Mel would say, do your Googles. Um, and so he, didn't, he then posted a video. I don't know if he posted it today, but I did see it today, retracting his very angry um, and aggressive video saying that he's not trying to cause any racial tension, that he won't be turning up to the protest um, and basically just, just eating his words, basically, saying, you know, he's, he's taking it all back, what he said, uh, which I find very interesting. I don't know. He was basically saying he's not doing it because of threats. He doesn't care about threats. Um, he's doing it because he's not trying to cause any racial um, tension, that he has no issue with black people. Um, so what exactly was his purpose going to be to come to the protest? That's I, what I, I don't know. know what mm. was, but, you know, he was trying to, I guess, protect the... Protect the the, the, the statue. British, yeah, the British yeah. essence of you know the statues, Churchill, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's mm. going around, and that's what his angle was. But you know, he said a lot of things. He and he said, you know, I said it out of rage. I said it out of this and that. But I feel like he was definitely probably advised to say a bit because even Sadiq Khan, um, 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 he tweeted about um Tommy Robinson, not directly, but he basically said, any of you far right wing activists, this is not London is not the place for you to come because we're yeah. we're, we're not having it basically. Um, and we're not going to fall for your bait. Um, and I think he's probably been advised to, you know, do that video because I don't feel like it's just the difference, the anger and the rage that he had. It's almost <laughs> laughable how much he was getting angry. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was just our email pod for this week, guys. And that brings us on to the topic for today. And we're doing a free part, a free part series because we, we felt like, you know, there's so much to dissect. Yeah, that's a lot. To these things. And so we are dissecting things that are closest to our hearts or things that yeah. we feel like have really been on been on the forefront of social media um throughout the past couple of weeks and so we're today we're going to be talking about black businesses and let's go there i'm so yeah. ready uh, i'm ready as well i'm ready because so i ready. think this is a long overdue conversation yeah, yeah. it is um and i think that you know ah uh, yeah we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that but i just want to you know I want to ask you guys, actually, mm. when you think, this is maybe a hard question to answer, but when you hear the word black businesses, what are the first few words that come to mind or the first few sentences that come to mind? Let's go with you, Shade, first. So when I, this is really bad, but when I, the, the first thought that comes to mind when I think, oh, support a black business today is a lack of professionalism. Mm. <laughs> um, uh. Make and this is not all black businesses but just the experiences i've had yes and what the first things that i think of based on the experiences that i've had right mm-hmm. um so you know makeshift products or buying and selling and, and not being honest about mm. you know products the quality of products mm. bad customer service mm. entitlement mm. 
Mm-hmm. But then okay. at the same time, on, on the other side of the coin, I also see passions. So black when I see black women, especially that run businesses, they are very passionate about those businesses. Mm-hmm. They will defend their businesses till kingdom come, which is a good thing. But yeah, yeah on, you know, unfortunately, there are some negatives that yeah. I experience. What, what, what about you, Jim? Um, so, yeah, I do agree with you a bit, um, Sade. Some of those do come to my mind as well. But then also, I think startup. You know, when yeah. I think black businesses, I don't necessarily think, okay, this is a huge business. Like, oh, maybe they're just starting out, or mm-hmm. it's just a side project. Um, so that's the first thing that comes to my mind. It's not always good probably shows how uneducated I am in terms of mm-hmm. the different types of black businesses there are, especially in the UK. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what. What about you, Bianca? Um, what do I see? I see, when I see black businesses, I see, I think, potential, but no budget. Mm. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Creativity, right. but no budget. No, like, creativity, but no opportunity. Right. Um, I see... Um, I see hustle. I feel like uh, these are the words that come to mind: like hustle, mm-hmm. hustling. Whether it's like you you have a nine to five job and then you're running the business on the side, just yeah. hustling. Um, what else? I and I and I see grinding, like really grinding, because you know, for me, and I I agree with all of the things you said um, about unprofessionalism, etc. But I think for me, um, the root of a lot of these things come down to like again lack of budget lack of for me lack of support yeah. um, lack of exposure which yeah. again a lot of that comes into a, a lot of it has to do with budget <laughs> mm. unfortunately a lot of it has to do with budget um so those are things that I think of um and yeah I just see so much creativity I see so much you know we are so creative we are we are I, I, I love us sure. people in the world and so I see some ideas like right now, I'm helping. Well, I'm uh, not helping, but my someone that I know has asked me to help him launch a do rag line. I think that's absolutely amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Like so, mm. so dope. That's um, amazing. That I've seen even come out of quarantine. You know, that mm-hmm. um, so it's just again, like I said, potential and creativity with no yeah. with lack of budget. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean, that's how I view it. How do you feel like the outside world views it in regards to non-blacks? How do you feel like they see? Because I, <sighs> I would say what you said Sade about unprofessionalism lack of customer service I think that's how the outside one not just blacks but non-blacks see us especially yeah yeah so what would you say Jen about about that um well I haven't heard much like from white people just non-blacks themselves but I would say it depends on the business I think if it's a really successful business I think a lot of non-black people would maybe be shocked to think mm-hmm. oh wow there's a black person behind it i yeah. have a good um, example uh, i have a good example of that pat mcgrath yes. oh yeah so That's, she yeah. is like killing it in the makeup yeah, yeah, game right yeah. now and she's black this is a black owned yeah. business mm-hmm. so yeah go ahead babe yeah definitely and there's even like even um you know prince of peckham there's a pub yes. in peckham yeah, a black man. For, for the longest time i didn't know it was a black man behind mm-hmm. it i thought it was probably just a white old man who you know got inherited a pub from when he was young all that kind of jazz but once i found out it was a black man that she owns it mm. the first thing I, firstly i was shocked and i thought mm-hmm. no this can't be and i started to do a bit of research, research. yeah and i don't know a bit of me was a bit embarrassed to, to <laughs> you know, to as to how I reacted, like, yeah. why can't this be the norm? Like, no. why is this shocking? And, yeah, I think, like, non-Blacks probably would find it more shocking to think, oh, that's a Black man behind, or Black woman behind mm-hmm. this successful business. And that's yeah. sad. Like, that, that's sad that, you know, we are so shocked that a Black person can put on a successful business. But unfortunately, those thoughts and those opinions come because of the experiences that we've had and heard of mm. for example and I, you know i don't mind name dropping because this is all about transparency smade entertainment you know great mm. um, oh, he yeah. holds great events but then the thing with afro nation and not refunding that is a typical example of mm. a lack mm. of professionalism because you don't come on yeah. twitter we're not saying he owns the brand that's not what i'm saying but he's the yeah. face of the brand so yeah. we associate afro nation with smade you can't mm, come yeah. on Twitter and then start shading people that are asking for their money back. 
mm-hmm. you can't because mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I'm not saying a white company wouldn't do this but I haven't yeah. I personally I because I looked at the other festivals and how they've responded I personally have not seen another um brand or you know rolling loud or whatever to come on Twitter and start shading people yeah. you know what I mean it's just professionalism that's mm-hmm. my issue with us black people and our, our businesses so mm. I feel like we're, we're slowly changing that narrative yeah slowly um, and, I, yeah. and I have to say that I just I'm so excited of this particular movement has is bringing to light yeah the narrative of and just the, even if it's the conversation surrounding black businesses that's it um um because for me I think I don't always I don't feel like I have necessarily like not that people don't agree with my my opinions when it comes to black businesses, but I think a lot of when I speak to a lot of people about it, it's just things that they haven't necessarily thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, just to have the conversation with people where I can learn from them and they can learn from me about how we can move forward, yeah, um, with this and in and put money back into our own pockets. That's you know, it. Um, um, the Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, mm-hmm. that got burned down. Um, uh, that. I remember I was watching a video about it, um, you know, and they were saying that there were so many black businesses in that community that it took three to five years for for a dollar to be spent outside of that community because there were so many businesses, there were dry cleaners, there were restaurants, so many things that by the time that that dollar reached outside of the community, it was like three to five years later. Mm. And so when you think about the power, the the, uh, financial power that we have, the economic power that we have, you know, it's it, and I, I, my thing is, which I think goes on to our next like point, is about our personal experiences with black businesses, and I, yeah. I want to actually be able to share a few, you know, um, experiences if you guys can think of any at the top of your head, mm. whether they're good yeah. or they're bad. Um, because for me, I think it's really important that we share it, and it's not to shame anybody. We don't have to name drop any businesses, yeah. but I think it's it's yeah. good just to be vulnerable because yeah, mm. like what for me. Uh, I've had, you know what? I'm going to be very honest at this moment in time mm. and say that I haven't purchased or invested my money in enough black businesses mm. to figure out whether they I get bad treatment from black businesses more than I get bad treatment from from non-black businesses. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. I couldn't say oh black businesses are this and that because I don't feel like I've invested in them enough to really know whether it's just a one-off or whether it's a consistent thing yeah, with them. Yeah. Whereas I, could, I, could, I would be able to tell you that if it was a non-black business or a white business, if that makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you know, let's be, let's be, let's start from like, let's start from a, a really easy point. Caribbean shops, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> right. So the reason why I, a lot of people talk about the customer service in Caribbean shops, but I think people don't understand with Caribbean takeaway shops, their aim is not to build a brand. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. It's not. They it's don't to make money. Brand. They don't care about 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 reputation. Um, opening about opening fifty restaurants worldwide. That's not there. They're just there to make money. Yeah. So yeah. I think if you kind of see the business for what it is, and at the end of the day, we get bad treatment when we still go back there because the food yeah. is good. Yeah. So yeah. I'm yeah. saying, exactly. like you're craving, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're craving some curry girl or some oxtail. You're gonna go even if the woman doesn't say hello to you. <laughs> you will still go back. But is it is it bad that I don't? mind that like i just feel like it's part of the caribbean culture they're not necessarily like even my i have i I have a caribbean hairdresser that i go to they're not Mm. necessarily friendly but i just get it like i get them i I, I understand yeah that's true but how would outside outsiders take that how would they let's be let's be real about the situation outsiders like who because if it's, if it's black, no, that's an that question. Because who, they don't want outsiders when they're they coming to. Yeah, you know what? You get every time I go into. Most times I go to a Caribbean shop, I will see the odd white person in there that loves a little bit. Yeah. Of spice, you know? But when it comes to like Caribbean um, hairdressers or salons, you're not going to see white people in there yeah, because they're not catering to them. What hairstyle are you going to give me? Mm. What I'm saying. No offense, but you know I'm here to, to slick up my hair and put a ponytail. Yeah. White person not want to want that. The average white person I'll say. Yeah. Okay? Will not want that. We're not generalizing. <laughs> So for, for me, okay, Caribbean shops are like, you know what, you, you it's what you get. Yeah. What you get is what you get. Yeah. And they're not there to build a brand. They're not they don't you know what, they don't really care if you never come back again. Mm-hmm. Like their thing is they know that their they their type of food is a niche and that people are always going to be craving what that type of food at some point. Yeah. Like, oh what Caribbean food today, let me go to yeah. the Caribbean shop. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um and so like I said, their aim is not to build a brand or business, but for those who are, for those who actually want to expand not just about making money but about 
making some sort of impact when it comes to their business that's when I have to think okay cool you need to think better about how you're treating your people yeah. about how you're your customer service or yeah. the quality of your service and product exactly um, so my but, gosh yeah go on sorry. so my issue and the issue that i've had is with makeup artists instagram oh, makeup gosh. artists to be fair i'm not even oh, gonna gosh. name drop because there's no need in particular yeah. yeah but my thing is i feel like when a makeup artist has a certain number of followers and a certain amount of exposure they feel like they don't need to care about the small details mm-hmm. and I think it's just so disrespectful so like for example with planning my I think it was my 25th or my mum's birthday one of them both last year and I emailed about 10 makeup artists you know proper professional some got back to me straight away some mm. were taking ages I chased there was one in particular I really wanted because her work is really really good mm. chased and chased and chased didn't respond he messaged her on Instagram. Oh, I'll respond, hon. Thanks for the chase. I, I think we exchanged messages about, oh, I'll respond, hon, about five times. Mm-hmm. And then she just, she, and then when she then finally gave me the price, there were no other details. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. are you, do you not want people to use your services? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. The main thing is, why do they lack professionalism? My cousins mm-hmm. had the same issues trying to, um, you know, plan her wedding and certain makeup artists. Uh, that they don't want to do a pre they, they don't want to basically call ha- have a conversation with her before they book because my cousin like wow. very hands-on yeah they're just like oh no you know we follow the process like they maybe just send their e- their PA to email and I'm just like you need to remember that you were once a beginner and you were once begging mm-hmm. other people to, to, yeah. to you know you were you were you wanted people to use the services and now that you have the exposure why should that level of yeah um, do you know what I mean that level of of um i don't even know the word because it's not caring but the level of detail attention and detail yeah yeah. i think that that, that's definitely can be a a thing with freelancers or anyone who's just self-employed yeah freelancers that's probably the term i'm looking for yeah um, because obviously it's just them that are doing the job they're not dependent on anyone else to do the job for them they don't have employees most of the time yeah an admin or something like that mm-hmm. um they're they're the ones doing the actual work yeah and i i agree with free when it comes to freelancers i've had that thing in the past where not it's not necessarily even just like makeup artists but it could be people who like uh are, are quite experienced or advanced in a particular field yeah mm-hmm. you reach out to them in the right with the right protocol like emailing etc do what you do and you still don't receive you know anything um, back or you don't receive the response yeah. that you get back. um and you know i i the issue is, like I said, that's a one-sided thing for me yeah. because I haven't really, when it comes to any sort of freelancers that I've kind of contacted, I haven't contacted many that are non-white. Right. So I don't know if that treatment is the same on both sides. So, yeah, saying. I was going to go on to that. I think sometimes yeah. a lot of us also need to look at how tolerant we are of either black businesses or non-black businesses. You know, 100%. the story that you told um, Sade, I mean, I've experienced that a lot of times as well. But I've yeah. also experienced that with white businesses, even exactly. like bigger yeah. brands. Mm. And do you know what? If, if let's say I email, I don't know, PLT, ASOS or Zara and they don't respond to me, not for one second would I just be there grumbling saying, oh my gosh, they didn't respond to me. Mm. To be honest, the most thing um, I would say is, oh, maybe they're busy. Whereas if mm. it's a, a black owned business, we have so much to say and I feel like we put a lot of pressure on on black businesses than we do on some other ones like some some other big businesses they mess up as well and we need to give everyone the same chance yeah yeah Um, to be honest I personally I I feel like people should have less tolerance for established brands yeah because they have more time to implement a culture yeah and grow and mature yeah yeah to even they have staff to train their staff and etc and obviously you can't control everyone you know for example i wouldn't if i get bad treatment if i walk into zara sometimes on an off day it's just that one individual who just doesn't want to be nice rather than a reflection of the whole company however if i get it back i walk into zara and i get bad treatment Mm. i can bet my life on it i'm walking back into zara you still come back yeah i'm I'm still gonna find myself there if Mm. i get bad if i'm going to um pretty little thing the same thing i've had so many like um situations where the order doesn't come on time and you can't get hold of them and for some reason we're we're badgering mm-hmm. black businesses we're badgering them we're saying no do better do better yeah do better. So and I for, for me, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and for me i feel like there's less 
emotional support when it comes right. to most it, definitely it, right um, yeah when it comes to we're harsher on ourselves we're harsher on our brothers and sisters mm. um knowing that a lot of them are just starting up and 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 a lot of them are learning on the job let's be real about the situation yeah. we didn't have training on customer service and again i do feel like some things are common sense yeah however i learned that common sense is not common it's okay not so like, at all it's not common so for me, it takes time. There's things that there's things that even I do mm. as a freelancer now in like in whatever I'm doing that I've I've had to learn. Okay, Bianca, you can do this better. It's not that I spoke to anyone sideways, yeah. but yeah. I can do this better. So self reflection and self awareness. Yeah, we need to. And I saw this post actually. I'm going to read it out to you guys because I saw this post and I posted it on my Instagram the other day, and it was by an entrepreneur who I absolutely love. Um, she um runs this business called Random Sheet, and she like resells um vintage clothes okay um and she posted this and i don't agree with everything but i'm just going to go over anyways she posted a nine-step guide on how to emotionally support black-owned businesses she said one which i think is very true give us space to learn entrepreneurship is filled with never-ending mistakes that lead to lessons Mm -hmm. these mishaps are are the inevitable they are also essential for growth give black-owned black-owned businesses the space to mess up so they can continue to grow yeah number two compassion Black-owned businesses can seemingly seemingly be scrutinised harshly by our community. This disconnect between Black-owned businesses and the Black dollar are simply a side effect to institutionalised racism, which I Mm -hmm. 100% agree with. Because like we were just saying, we have more tolerance for the white man. Yeah, yeah. You know, it says, and then she said a subtext, understand that we are conditioned to not trust um, one another. It's okay to hold us accountable. However, make sure that we're extending grace as well. Yeah. this third one, which I think is quite interesting, I don't agree with this one. Um, stop broadcasting your bad experiences with black-owned businesses. The only reason why I disagree with it is because I will broadcast my bad experience with whatever your business is, yeah. mm. whether you're a white business or a black yeah. business. Like with, with my trains in, in the mornings, if they mess up, I will at them on Twitter. I'll be exactly. like, see what is going on. So, exactly. yeah. Okay, yeah, um, but but yeah. I think, I don't know if that, I haven't read um, you know what you're reading out, but yeah. you, can, you can talk you can be honest about the service that you're getting, but don't mm. label it as just black businesses are doing that. Yes, a lot yeah, of people yeah. do that on Twitter. And there's yeah. a lot of businesses who are doing really good. They don't, they're not all the same. They don't all have terrible um, customer service. Yeah. Um, and we need to really make sure that we're not, you know, putting those people to the side. Well, I'm going to, there's a couple of other points that I want to read out because I think this one, yeah, I, I've been arguing with people and I think we can definitely do the second half and talk, maybe cover this one is respect our price point oh, oh yeah oh god uh, I saw I've something so people yeah. to complain about it's too expensive too expensive and it's for me again it's it's not realizing that we don't have the budget for these things yeah so we're putting out all this money they're not they're not pricing it because they're trying to be they're trying to be selfish or they're trying to be stingy it's because they're also they're trying to uh, make money like as in break even and also make money there's no point of running a business if you can't make any money from yeah it, just what exactly I'm so for me i understand yeah some things are expensive but it's not for no reason that's my point there's a reason behind it and i think if actually we if the community as a whole invested in black businesses their prices wouldn't need to be so high because all of these yeah. prices are projections they how much money i'm going to make in a month how much i need to make in a year to break even yeah. that's true no, i never yeah. thought of it so, like that yeah like so it, it if, definitely so, yeah i definitely get yeah, that yeah if that makes sense it's a combination so of different if, things exactly so if i'm doing my price points and i know i'm going to get five thousand I'm guaranteed to get roughly 5,000 customers in a day. I don't need to price my things at 80 pounds to make break even mm-hmm. or to, to um, make a profit, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think that it's a revolving door. What? We have to, we're seeing it as high, but if we were to invest in it, these prices wouldn't need to be so high, but, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, question, why do we expect black businesses' prices to be lower? How come oh. if, 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 you know, we saw, um, I don't know, I don't want to use a high-end brand because that's not realistic, yeah. but um, some thing like zara yeah let's just say zara yeah. spanish company whatever let's mm. say you know there was a top on there um that was 25 pounds mm. we wouldn't look we wouldn't look twice let's be real but then if yeah. it was you know a black business who also does you know loungewear or you um, know black wear, yeah it depends though at the same price what would you it it depends know? because if you compare zara to someone who's just started up of course it's, it's about trust yeah. You know, and reliability. it's about trust yeah. and reliability. Mm. However, okay. there are some black businesses out there who, you know, they've built that trust from their audience over the years. And then it's justified as to why their prices should be that 
that, that much. Yeah. And also, also, I will say, when I, I bought from black businesses um, for the first time, and I've just bought something, and the price wasn't too friendly, but it was the way they cared for, the way, the, the effort and the thought and the passion that I see in the branding, like right. the website or the the um the way they talk to their customers or the comments mm. the, the way they post on their social medias like how they do things how they conduct themselves mm. as a brand yeah. that even even without buying anything from them you can tell that they're tr- they're trustworthy yeah it's the sense. whole experience so, yeah exactly it all so sometimes I really pay attention to how much thought and effort mm. they've put in yeah. to their business or yeah. their brand and that's what I know okay do you know what I don't know I, it's still a risk but I mm. know that do you know what there's something here did you mean business when you're doing this yeah you care about what you're doing yeah. so um I think yeah that's a really really important yeah. thing and I agree with everything you said I think we just have to have more patience when it comes to um customer service yeah. finances etc and, and um, I guess be true. less entitled as well like as black yes, people we can be a bit entitled 100%. we just expect 100%. because um you're my black sister and black brother we just yeah, expect exactly. the best this the best that but actually let's mm. have a bit more tolerance and I'm speaking to myself exactly. here because yeah. in the past I have not had tolerance for mm. certain you know aspects of customer service that I didn't like <laughs> I just thought no yeah. you should be doing better but yeah, now that you I mentioned, agree. you know, if PLT was to mess up, would I go and blast them on Instagram? Yeah. I might do, but mm. I know I would have less tolerance. Um, I would have mm. more tolerance and I'll still be ordering from them next time. <laughs> Which is happening right now, by the way. You know, there was mm. this whole thing about, you know, boycotting P- PLT or I'm never going to oh, buy from gosh. PLT again. Yeah, and that whole thing. More recently, I've just seen, I can't remember off the top of my head who tweeted it, but um, I know Annie Drea, she... Um, Yes, had a collaboration with them and she's modeling yeah. for their um yeah, lgbt um q oh, line and uh, some people were indirecting and saying like oh but the other day you were saying this or were some other black people were saying this and that and mm. again it just goes back to the tolerance and then also like we're more forgiven we've got more grace towards them yeah. you know what i can save my chest guys if my friends know me, Bianca is ordering from Pretty Little Thing every single day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and after this, I, and this is this is my decision, but I've made the decision to not shop from Pretty Little Thing anymore. I Only because that. that's my decision. I And the thing is, I, I know if I didn't mean what I said, I would have had five orders at my door by now because I ordered from them so much. Yeah. yeah. It actually feels weird not ordering anything from them. <laughs> yeah. Like, so I've, I've made the decision. I'm not doing that with every brand or every white-owned brand, mm. but the way I feel like the, the fact that I'm... It's not even white-owned, it's Asian, yeah, thing, which even exactly, irritates but, me more. Oh, yeah, yeah. Exactly, but the way they've conducted, as a loyal customer, the way they've conducted themselves in this whole situation, mm. while you're putting, you're putting more effort into gay pride than yeah. you are into Black Lives Matter, yeah. to me, I just didn't... The, when Jackie Anna called them out, the terrible thing that they put out, then they deleted it, so I just decided I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. And you know what? If I have to... And that goes on to... Her last points, this lady that posted, the last point was, um, the last two points was shopping a black owned um, business should be a lifestyle. As it in, should be. Should, you should, you should be, we should be able to shop from black businesses as much as we do from white businesses. And, and it integrates into the very last point, which is educate yourself. This is and it. For me, this my, is it. The, my main argument for this whole, when I've spoken to so many people about black owned businesses, yeah, they've come to me and I said this to you guys yesterday, they've come to me and said, well, you know, Oh, we don't know what exists. Go and do your research. Yeah. You go and say what. Why should I have to? You know, and it's 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 the budget. Like we don't. I don't have the budget if I'm starting a business. I don't have the budget to be buy a billboard. And this is yeah. my yeah. thing. This is my thing because you say educate yourself, Bianca. But I may have to disagree because what am I educating? What do, where do I find? Like where do I even start to go and find a black owned Amazon? For example. Okay. So, black- okay. So, so for example, Amazon is white owned. Yeah, but you have people on Amazon that are, have black owned businesses yeah that you can put you're putting money into their pocket for example when i got i these things you think they're not google they're not googleable even that's the word but they, <laughs> are google, google. they actually are if you type in on google black owned businesses in on that use amazon you'll be able to find some stuff even on facebook now people have started um like um black owned business um there's so many directories that i didn't even know exist mm, with black okay. owned businesses yeah I, I think that for me, the uh, money gold idea would be to have an online directory of thousands, thousands of black owned businesses. I think someone started up, that actually. It would be amazing. Yeah. And if you split up with location, like country, yeah. um, area, mm. um, city, it needs also to like be, it makeup, needs to be in, in our faces though. Because some of us are lazy, let's be real. So, not, no, not, but, no, but I don't think that's an excuse. It's not no, an excuse. It's not an excuse, but it's reality. It actually is reality. reality. Yeah. And the sad no, thing is, the sad thing is, if 
someone wants to order something, the first thing they're going to think of is not, oh, let me think of a black-owned business. They're just going to use what they're familiar with. But then, I, I agree. But then if we start educating ourselves, eventually it will become second nature. Mm. Just so it has saying. to start so we have to, we have to take out, exactly, we have to take that time out to say, you know what, let me find today, I'm going to find five black-owned businesses that I would buy from. Then, you know, let me do at least once a week for the next month I'm going to, each week, I'm going to look for five black-owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Until eventually, when you think, oh, I want a pair of jeans, you're like, okay, do you know what? That black-owned business owner does it. Mm-hmm. It becomes second nature to you. But yeah. if we stay there and say, well, we don't know what exists, the money's never going to go into our brothers and sisters' pockets. Yeah. We're, yeah. Con- we're going to continuously start putting money into the white man's pocket, yeah. which to me is not a problem as long as they're mm-hmm. racially inclusive. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I don't want to, as a black yeah. person who believes in this matter, put more money into the white man than I am into the black man yeah. that's my personal the thing is Shada you're saying this is our reality and it's true that's our reality mm-hmm. however we need to get rid of the stigma and mm-hmm. unfortunately we as black people have to work 10 times as hard yes but yes. but collectively yeah. and we've seen you know from recent events collectively if we all together put more effort into our black community black brands yeah. and yeah. and yes we have to do the work then over the years, I, I'm, my my hope is that we won't have to do the work anymore. Exactly. It's just going to be all over yeah. the place. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 if and again, if we are invested in our brothers and sisters, and we're actually being also being patient with their journeys, mm. just you know, in regards to just starting out being startup brands and stuff like that, eventually they're going to have the budgets to be on billboards yeah. and stores on the high street. Just what I'm saying. Exactly. But again, <laughs> there's even the statistics. There's statistics of. Um, black owned businesses or black entrepreneurs getting investments is so low it's a struggle yeah. so even with that, the amount of white businesses I can come up with a, a world changing idea today and the difference in, reg- in regards to how much I invest investment I get will be because of this colour of my skin Yeah. so it's not even that white people have this money in their family lines and generations it's that they're more likely to get investments and um, what you call them angel investors and all that kind of stuff yeah. so we, we, we don't have the upper hand and like Jennifer said we have to in order for me to get in front of your face Shade, as a brand I have to work 10 times harder than yeah, the white man. No, absolutely absolutely um, and so yeah I think that we have to just try and do better in emotionally mm. and financially supporting ourselves and that means educating that means being more patient it means um just being more aware you know yeah. of where your money's going i'm actually stuff. gonna yeah i'm gonna challenge myself to actually be more proactive about finding black businesses because yeah. my thing was that, so what two things i don't know where to start when it comes to yeah. looking and then the second thing is i get a bit nervous would the service be as good would the, would yeah. the quality yeah. of jeans on this um website be as good as topshop jeans you know, yeah. I get a bit nervous because I I haven't yeah. I haven't spent enough on black businesses yeah. for me to build yeah. that trust with them. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? So we're just so used to top shops and Zara's. And, yes, exactly. And you know exactly. all these other brands and PLP, exactly. etc. And, and and that's also a privilege that we have in the Western world. Yeah. Because, for example, you know, like in Ghana, um, in places back home, whether it's Jamaica, Caribbean, like Africa, wherever it is. Yeah, like me being in Ghana, I realized a lot of people investments are going back into the community. No, they don't have shops, they don't have stuff like that. But the stuff that they want, me as a black person, I'm not really gonna find it in the supermarket or the or the the casual um you know um clothing store. Yeah. Like if I want some nice fitting trousers, there's you know you know Africa is full of tailors. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. This what I mean. so, Our people are creative. Exactly, exactly. So even in the Western world, I think we are spoiled in a way that we could get up and go to the shop. And if if I want this, if I if I want a, a particular type of clothing, we're gonna find it in a maximum half an hour of yeah. looking online. Mm. That's not the, the privilege that everybody has in the world. Yeah, true. And so I think that we could take advantage of that yeah. in providing those things for ourselves. Number one so that our money is going back into our pocket. Okay, guys, so if you don't know, if you haven't been following us or it's the first time you're listening to a She's In A Pod episode, um, this may be new for you, but um, we've been doing this every episode and this is just an opportunity to highlight a woman, a woman of ambition, a woman of power, a woman of influence, a woman who has changed the world somehow, whether it's the world completely whether it's her city her country her community or even just her family and her friends um so this week's she's all that is a a lady young lady from she's not young but she's a young lady from um, new york 
called Tamika Mallory. And Tamika Mallory is an American activist. Um, she, you know, I discovered her recently, actually, um, during this whole, um, you know, the, the investigation with George, George Floyd. And she was on the front line. She was um, speaking at a press conference with George Floyd's family. Do your job. Do what you say this country is supposed to be about, the land of the free for all. It has not been free for black people, and we are tired. Don't talk to us about looting. Y'all are the looters. America has looted black people. America looted the Native Americans when they first came here. So looting is what you do. We learned it from you. And I was just like, who's this woman? Because the way she's speaking is just amazing mm-hmm. i did some research and i found out uh, her name is tamika mallory um and i didn't know that she's she was i don't know if you guys remember the 2017 that massive women's march mm-hmm. um when I like think, you know the whole me too thing was i think it was me too thing was happening um and it was yeah, just, like, a massive one. women's march yeah. um, and they had it in different cities in america you had like celebrities and singers that came on the stage and they gave speeches oh, and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so to me Kamala, she was actually the lead one of the lead organizers of this march um okay. so she um at, she's an activist for um feminism black lives matter and also gun control um, and she's done a lot of a lot of work she's been featured in time 100 um and a lot of other um prevalent um platforms magazines etc so i just kind of wanted to highlight her because i think i was saying to the girls that we see a lot of men on the front line when it comes to activism and in history in the history books we've always seen a lot of men um on the front line whether it's mlk malcolm mm-hmm. X, um you know whoever else it is um it's always been men you know Louis Farrakhan who still lives today um, yeah and yeah. Like it's always see, the men yeah. it's a lot of the men which is amazing because I think men are um, and they are amazing leaders but it's so heartwarming to see women putting her p- putting themselves on the front line like that and so just want to big up to make a Mallory if you guys don't know um of her just type in her name on Instagram and you'll find she also um runs a activism um company i'm not sure i can't remember what it was called but she she does a lot of stuff she provides lawyers for people um oh, wow. all okay. of these things in her um in her it's like a foundation charity that is basically based around, um, um activism and so yeah just want to figure up her yeah her the company is called until freedom um and it's lawyers artists survivors of injustice and they've all come together to fight all of especially right now. Um, yeah. Justice. So just want to big up to Mika Mallory for all the work she's been doing. That's amazing. I think it's so great, like, especially now with all the protests and people, I say non-black people still fighting against what's going on, mm-hmm. um, that you've got people like, um, what's her name? Mallory? Tamika. Tamika. Tamika, like providing resources like lawyers yeah. and just mm-hmm. helping people out of situations because yeah. unfortunately... For some people, for some institutions, this is the perfect opportunity yeah. to say, oh, I was right all along. Yes. All black people are hooligans, all that kind of stuff. So, And a lot of black people or, you know, don't have the resources sometimes um, mm-hmm. to, you know, provide themselves with a, with a lawyer or yeah. an exactly. advocate during this yeah. situation. And a lot of celebrities. Sorry, go with Shade. No, I was just going to say, this is like the perfect example of putting your money where your mouth is. A hundred percent. Like, so you're not just talking about it, you're actually being exactly. about it. And a lot of celebrities what... have been mm-hmm. actually um, creating funds right now just for, yeah, like a bailout thing for protesters who get arrested. Out yeah, when, I um, saw. I, do, I saw. Just being able to get bail for whatever the situation is. So I think that's amazing. And yeah, big ups to Tamika and whoever else is putting themselves on the front line of these things. Yeah. I know, I know yeah. this is a season of project, but I have to, give it a massive big up i know this is not she's that but john mm. Bayega, yeah oh been... yeah oh my god <laughs> every oh. every black woman's husband <laughs> <laughs> we john can all Bayega. share him oh. do you know what? Do, i think do you know what why i respect him so much is because he's not trying to save face yeah. and he yeah. he is so unapologetic yeah. about he, who he, he is to, if he has to he said if he has to lose his career he has to then do he it. will lose his um, career do you I know, know what that means mm. i don't think people understand how deep that is like mm-hmm. your career is essentially your whole life yeah. who you are and like, you know what? What? Yeah. when i knew it was like... real was when star wars did you say when they tweeted um basically yes. backing him up and i was like you know what mm. that that means something because if you i mean people don't really say that's a big thing but if the whole star wars account star wars a brand is, you know, yeah then, then you know you're itself. good yeah. So yeah, I have to pick up. Um, so he's so, and do you know what's do you know what's crazy about this? I feel like he's gonna get more opportunities. Oh, of course. of course. I feel like his career is even gonna accelerate way quicker than it has been. I, I do you know what? Sometimes so I think we have to realize in life. Sometimes realize that 
we our our passion is one thing, but our purpose is another thing. And that's I think it. His passion is acting, etc. But and he is brought him to the front line where people know who he is. But I definitely think a huge part of his purpose is what he's doing now. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. speaking up for his people. And I hope, I yeah. hope, whether it's him or someone else, I do hope that in this country, we have people who um we can we can become familiar with in regards to people who are on the front line because mm. we don't we they, there's a lot of that in america we don't have that here where we can say who's a, who's the who's the face of the movement right now we, we don't we, yeah. we don't exactly we don't know here. like all the protests were organized by little exactly exactly so you know i mean there isn't like one person exactly it. exactly so it'd be amazing to have just a few faces that lead the movement that can really people look to for that wisdom and, and etc and direction but um mm-hmm. but yeah let's move on to because this is quite a lengthy episode um, yeah guys much longer but um my question to you guys is do you ever feel guilted into supporting something because it's black owned guilted. I, I wouldn't say i feel guilted yeah I, I don't know i wouldn't say i feel guilted but i would say that or even manipulated in a way like it you know yeah, yeah. almost mm-hmm. like especially during this time mm-hmm. where you know people are creating awareness about black businesses which is great yeah. and i'm in full support of yeah. it but, like, some people want to make you feel bad if you don't. Mm. People like that, oh, stop putting money in a white mm. in a white man's hand. And while I, I appreciate that and I understand the motive behind that and the bigger picture, my thing is that I shouldn't have to feel forced. Yeah. yeah. So that's the whole point of support. Support should be genuine yeah. and I shouldn't have to feel support. The Asian community are not obliged to to support their fellow Asians. Mm-hmm. They just support each other naturally, mm-hmm. which is why they own half the wealth in this whole world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they support each other willingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like, like we mentioned before, with the education and the creating awareness about black businesses, that will change, that narrative will yeah. change. And eventually we won't have to feel obliged or forced yeah. into supporting anyone. We'll want to because the, there's good, they actually have good quality. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jane? What do you feel like you ever... Um, I mean, especially during this time, like, everyone's talking about yeah. like, No, I don't feel like I'm forced because, you know, no one's going to force me to buy something I don't yeah. want to buy. But mm-hmm. I do feel like I am being made more aware of the businesses mm-hmm. out there. Um, I am going to make more of a conscious effort. And I think that it's our duty, to be honest with you, right now, it's our duty to uplift, you know, like you said, our brothers and sisters. And then also, you know, people around us, our friends who have businesses, we need to be more like I understand like people are worried about the quality the service and everything but if you can see someone who's just starting out and they're really Mm -hmm. trying their best uplifting Mm -hmm. them and you know investing in them it's the only way really they're going to you know do better we have to do that so you can't force someone to do something they don't want to do but at least you can help them open their eyes yeah and that's what I think this whole movement has done right now like everyone's eyes are open I'm seeing yeah. so many you know posts about different types of black businesses I'm like oh right I didn't know yeah that. Mm-hmm. you know but, and do you know what I do you know what I wish I saw more of I wish I saw I know you know we have um, amazing people like Bianca that are, want, that are helping um people build their brands and stuff. Yeah. but what I also wish I see I saw more of are people who are willing to set up training courses for people that have started businesses black so, yeah. businesses yeah. To help them with customer service, yeah. do's and don'ts, yeah. what to know about yeah. how to respond to a difficult email, yeah. how to deal with a, uh, with a challenging customer. Do you know, so do you know what I mean? I that's crazy because it's 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 well, you're, it's funny you say that actually, Charlie, because that's those are the things that eventually I want to start providing for people beyond that. Yeah. Please, we yeah. need it, it. and we want it time. to be we want it to be run by a black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> yeah, as I, I agree with that. Um, so eventually, I'm working on right now like email templates that people can use for customer service. That's it. Um, this is yeah. yeah. However, yeah, you guys know me. I, you know, you know personally the things that I'm working on. Yeah, and the next yeah. thing that I'm planning to launch, which you guys know about. I'm so scared mm-hmm. about what black people are going to say. Like, Listen. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, I can try with all my might, but I know these, these black people, it's just so hard to impress. And I'm mm. talking for myself as well, because I'm very hard to impress. So, yeah. I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, ugh. and it makes you sometimes it puts you off with, yeah. It puts you off from actually including black people in the demographic that you're trying and to And it shouldn't people. be like that. Yeah. If that makes sense, because you feel like, mm-hmm. well, you know, the white people they're gonna buy, they're gonna respect, etc. Blah blah blah. Black people they're gonna they're gonna pick apart, they're gonna yeah, you know what I'm yeah. they're gonna go on Twitter, they're gonna say this, they're gonna say that, and it's just yeah. like it it, make, it makes me a bit like oh. But however, I, I'm definitely and I hear you on that Charlie, and 
for me, um, the whole conversation, the question about do you have to support a business just because it's black? I personally feel like that whole topic that I've seen coming, like people telling me on, I mean, saying on social media, stop, stop forcing people to support black businesses, blah, 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 blah. I feel like that whole conversation comes from institutionalized racism because mm. we don't have to talk to this. Mm. We have to talk to Asians about this. We don't have to yeah, talk, don't. talk to Chinese people about this or or Indians or whites. They it's natural. It's second nature for them to just invest in their own. Mm. But yeah. because we don't yeah. invest in our own, this com- this topic has to be brought to light. Right, to, right. Do we feel guilty? Because again, like yeah. I said, we we see we see it in communities. We go to places. Where there's a majority of this, whether it's Jewish people, whether Jewish people, that money never leaves their community. Never mm. leaves their community. <laughs> like, um, this is the thing. And so it's like, this for is me, the thing. that I, at surface level, I don't feel like you should have to be guilted. But the question, the topic itself, I think, is also rooted in yeah. how we have been treated and how we've been programmed yeah. to think about not just the outside world, but about each other. If that makes this sense. is the thing, which is why it's going to take a long time. Yeah for this whole support thing to become second nature yeah, because yeah. we've grown up yes. in the, with exactly. this mentality. Mm. I definitely hear you. And I think, um, no, I mean, for me, I want to question, no, I won't support some of it just because it's black. My aim now is to, I, I can't say that every single brand or business I'm, I buy from, I'm going to do my research. I can't promise that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whether, about yeah. whether they're racially inclusive or not. But my aim now is to try and be intentional about um, my money, where my money goes into black owned businesses that I trust or what or non-black businesses that I feel or they're showing some signs of racial inclusivity mm-hmm. um, yeah. because that for me is important you don't have to be black you know yeah. as long as you know yeah. that black people black lives matter and that yeah in black lives matter and then all lives matter after that because it's not any non-blacks that are being profiled because of the colour of their skin so for me, yeah. well there are but not to the extent of dying and etc or being killed mm-hmm. um, yeah mm-hmm. for me yeah I think that um I I've seen people because I'm quite an opinion, opinionated person, and I think also we have to be a bit more not so not so sensitive on social media mm. because, for example, if I am posting, oh, do you know what? I'm not buying from PLT ever again. Blah 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 blah. That's what I'm doing. I'm not saying that you should do that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people see it as like, oh, you're forcing your opinions on everyone. It's like no, exactly. I'm sharing, actually, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sharing my opinion, but this is not. I'm not going to judge you because. You've yeah. now decided to buy from Pretty Little Thing. That's what you. That's what you feel is best for you, but it's not best for me in my interest. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. we also have to see an opinion as an opinion or a decision as a decision. And and yeah, I'm sharing it just so things can be brought to light, so that people have the full picture or the full story of certain things before they make decisions. But yeah, it's my decision at the end of the day. So it's not by force that you must now come and say people are forcing their opinions on you just what i'm saying like yeah, yeah, yeah. Not so i think everyone's just got to take things a little bit more lightly in regards mm-hmm. to people sharing how they feel about things yeah um, yeah and social media is just one of those platforms where we just get to share and um, where we know that's the whole point exactly exactly and point. awareness yeah. you know what i mean it's awareness for yeah. especially for the non-blacks it's awareness so um definitely yeah, like, yeah. i think i mean moving forward just rounding up um what okay i would ask the question what do you think you've learned from this episode the one one and number two what do you feel like you're going to do better moving forward as pertains to black businesses so <laughs> I could, i'll go first actually um so what have i learned this episode i've learned that oh that's a hard one okay i've <laughs> learned that uh we for me even though this is something i thought before but just hearing for example Sade talking i think and i agree with you Sade, what you're saying about educating yourself how that takes time so I think I've learned that we have to be patient with ourselves, yeah. that we shouldn't beat ourselves up or anybody else up if it, there's no immediate effect to this. Like, this is going to take yeah. time. So if I do decide, like, for example, I said I'm not going to buy from Pretty Little Thing. If I buy from Pretty Little Thing next week, I, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. Just so yeah. It's a decision yeah. I'm still going to try and stick to, but I'm not going to beat myself because this is a gradual thing. It's, it's not going to happen overnight. So I mm-hmm. think being patient is something that I, I think with, with myself and those around me is something that I think I'm, I've learned from this episode and how yeah. I'll support black businesses moving forward I think again um, treating them as a business and and also having um, having more patience with them as it pertains to things that we were talking about in regards to disadvantages they have as a black business owner whether it's yeah, money exactly. yeah. um, support etc all of that stuff we have to treat it as it is we can't treat them as though they are a white their white counterpart because they don't get the same opportunities mm-hmm. that they do so mm-hmm. i think it's it's seeing a black business for what it is it's a black owned business and that means yeah. 
they don't have the opportunities that you know a lot of other people do so again yeah that's but then i think we also need to be careful about generalizing though because some black people do come from very well-off backgrounds no, that's and true. actually do have that's do you know what i mean but i think i think i, I do i agree with that i agree with that because um, i've seen some black owned businesses that oh gosh i'm like wow it's amazing yeah and, yeah but the general <laughs> consensus do you know what i'm saying let's look at let's look at our communities let's look at the people who are next to us our sisters our brothers mm-hmm. who are trying to start businesses yeah. you know the people who are right in front of our faces these are people who don't have those advantages unfortunately and you know and not that i won't invest in established businesses because i will 100 percent. but if i'm if i see you're starting out and i know that you're passionate about this i'm yeah. gonna want to really help you out by by yeah. investing in something also not just because i want to help you out you're black but because i trust what you're doing and mm, i and yeah it, exactly and I, want, yeah. I want a part of it so yeah i think that's yeah. it for me what about you mm. jen um I think what I've learned um, from this conversation is black businesses definitely suffer from the whole we are one mentality that we usually have. Um, You know, we're all for each other until it comes to like businesses or, you know, money or, you know, things like that. Every man for themselves when it comes to money. Literally, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I definitely, even hearing myself speak and some of the thoughts that come, the first question you asked about, what's the first thing that comes to your mind once you Mm. hear like a black business? I think we just need to be kinder to people. And, and, you know, like ourselves, we all individually do, you know, have our side businesses and brands that we do. And you have to kind of look at, okay, how would you feel if, other people had those same thoughts about your brand like I look at she aspires and although my the audience is quite varied in terms of races like I wouldn't want Mm -hmm. another black person to feel like they couldn't trust me because Mm -hmm. I've got a black business and just make that generalized assumption Um, so yeah moving forward I'm definitely going to make an effort to support and educate myself I think it's education Mm -hmm. that matters a lot because I just there's nothing (laughs) I just I don't know enough businesses and I owe it to myself, I owe it to other people to go out and do my research. And I would urge everyone yeah. to do the same. Yeah, I agree. I 100%. I agree with every word you said, Jen. Spot yeah. on. How about, How about you, Yeah, so I think for me, um, the main takeaway is that change starts with me. Mm, yeah. And that I can't wait around and just expect black businesses to be prosperous and us all to you know take over the world if the change does not start with me Mm. in particular so me myself and I what am I going to do today Mm. to actually support a black business um so yeah you know education and and things like that is all part of it Mm. so like you said Bianca I may I may not turn around tomorrow and say that every single thing I order I order from will be from a black business Mm. um but it's at least just having that having that consciousness in the front of my mind yeah. to remind myself actually Shade, look for try and look for a black alternative mm. you know look do your do a bit of research take the time out to actually do a bit of research and see what's around yeah. you do you know what i mean because yeah. black businesses don't only have to be when it comes to nigerian or caribbean yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what i mean yes exactly so exactly. we provide so much more than yeah. that mm-hmm. do you know what i mean I so i think it's really just about educating myself mm. i've learned that today yeah um and to not be ignorant mm. you know yeah no, I I sometimes that. you do that you know subconsciously we don't realize yeah, yeah exactly and then also sometimes we choose to stay ignorant because we can't bother to educate ourselves like yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just like, like, you know what yeah let me just leave it as it is exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. so i think also it's like that intentional ignorance sometimes it's just out of laziness or procrastination or yeah. just out of because you want your life to be convenient and at the end of the day you know in order for this whole this whole narrative to change around racial injustice we are going to have to inconvenience ourselves somehow yeah 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 um, yeah guys this episode was amazing i loved it oh my gosh absolutely amazing i hope you guys took away something i hope you know that after listening to this episode if you want to start that business that you will start it Mm -hmm. um if your friends have any business we hope that from today you'll start supporting them better yeah start promoting their stuff you know don't get the fear don't have the fear that oh if i support them they're going to do better than me and then mm-hmm. i'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's another thing oh, oh gosh exactly. <laughs> we are just going to win that's what's going to happen mm. have the mentality of we are all going to yes, win together you know there's if there's space for all these white people there's space for all of us yeah 
exactly. to win. And these Asians, yeah. just remember the Asians that they own every single corner <laughs> shop. I'm sure they were supporting each other. And, and, and the thing oh, is, they're, own... they're all family as well, you know. Yeah. They're, they're, exactly. They're cousins, exactly. Cousins, aunties, trust me. So this um, is the thing. We can we can all win, man. There's space for all of us to win. And yeah. there's space. Yeah. I I have friends that are entrepreneurs, but you know, and I learn things from them. I don't see it as competition. Uh, whether they've been going along with the meet or for a less amount of time for, like from me I learn things from them there's things that I take I'm like oh my god that's such a dope idea do you know what yeah. let me see if I can this. it's not stealing or copying but it's just things that you can learn and, it, and you're, you're inspired by so yeah we, I refuse to only be inspired by by non-blacks yeah, yeah. yeah. we need Absolutely. to change that this is it we do yeah, yeah so. we need to stop thinking that oh because a non-black person has achieved something that all of a sudden it makes it so much better mm-hmm. no that's, that's, no that's, no absolutely so let's try and do better guys and i'm looking forward to this three-part series we are going to try and do this uh, in a three-week span right so we're gonna yeah. try and not leave the two weeks because this is like a black lives matter um um series three-part series we're doing we'll the next episode will be out next week and then we'll do one the week after and we're gonna just um the other two topics will be again about things that uh we feel like are just dear to our hearts with this this mm-hmm. movement especially yeah. so and things that we've experienced ourselves exactly well. yeah. yes yes we'll be sharing our own experiences so guys please don't forget to leave a review on apple uh on the apple podcast right yeah and, yeah like follow us on instagram she's in the pod um oh just a quick one about instagram yeah. thank you guys for all the support yes. you've been amazing yeah. we started a new thing last week um called siap stories where we just share our, our vulnerable moments with you guys and the response has been amazing so yeah, yeah. we love you all thank and you. watch out for how we develop that as well because that's going to be a great great movement that we start with starting so um but yeah make sure you rate us on apple music um and like us on Follow us rather on Instagram, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. And yeah, guys, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you. Bye.